It's a new year and time for a new you. If you're planning to set personal resolutions that last longer than two weeks this year, you've come to the right place. In this episode, we're talking with Barbara Hatfield, life coach, about the benefits and challenges that come with setting New Year's resolutions. Stay tuned. You're listening to Triangle's Making Money Personal Podcast, where we engage in real talk about financial matters that affect our community. Today's episode is sponsored by Triangle Credit Union, recently voted best credit union in New Hampshire. Welcome to the Making Money Personal Podcast. Terry and I are so excited to be talking to Barbara Hatfield, life coach at Barbara Hatfield Life Coaching. Barbara, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again. So it's the new year, right? 2023, we're in January. And we really wanted to just take some time and chat about New Year's resolutions and planning and what we should consider when it comes to starting New Year's resolutions. So why is the New Year such a great time to make important changes in our lives? Well, actually, I'm going to challenge that it's the best time to make changes because um, we think of January as the time for change. And I recently heard about National Quitters Day having to do with resolutions. Have you guys ever heard that? No. And I have not. No. So guess what day National Quitters Day is regarding resolutions? January 2nd. Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's right around the second Friday of January. So that to me is just amazing that, um, you know, within two weeks, people are hanging up the towel. So that's why I'd like to introduce the idea of habits. So habits set us up for success. Resolutions, like we just said, fall by the wayside. Um, So habits will set you up for success. And and it's all about gradual change. So think about getting 1% better every day or every week. And then how that um, adds up to bigger change. So... And we often think like 1%, oh, that's not big enough. But if you set your goals too big, then it just, they become unattainable if you don't attain them quickly. Yeah. So the change is less noticeable, but it's definitely more impactful. Yeah. I, I definitely can completely relate to the setting goals that are too big. I tend to think in like big planning, you know, big idea ways and It's so easy to be like, I'm going to do this or I want to complete this. And then I don't set up those intermediary steps. I don't really even think about them. So it probably just burns me out when it comes to realizing what I need to do. And then I'm just like, okay, okay, I can't. This is too much. And then I just it fizzles out. No more motivation. Yeah, I totally understand what that means when it comes to like too big of a goal. Exactly. Yeah, think of all the common things people have at the new year, like weight is a very common thing that they want to do. And if you just don't um, just set the path and, you know, put your head down and just keep doing this daily habit that you have pre thought out, then you will never get to that goal. So it's really about embodying that goal and, um, and just creating that habit. Yeah, Barb, I have a, um, a question for you. So you were talking about you know, making sure that the goal was attainable so that it wasn't too big. Is it, um, have you ever run into a situation where people have too many goals? Like, so no, it's, it's not so much too big of a goal, but too many goals. Like they're trying to 
improve their, you know, you had mentioned weight or, and it could be finances, it could be a new job, it could be relational, like, you know, what would you say to, to that? Yeah, I think, you know, it's okay to have a few goals. Like if you were trying to make some massive change, like sometimes it's good to have like a primary goal, but it is possible to have several small goals. Um, and it's the key thing is, is the way you're looking at that. And so just looking for that 1% improvement over each day or week, and then no matter what you set, you will get there. But we tend to throw in the towel when we're looking for change fast. So I think it can have several things up in the air, like I want to read more and I want to lose weight or I want to start going to the gym. So it's really important to just keeping those to bite-sized pieces. So not saying I'm going to go to the gym five days a week and then you do that for a couple of weeks and then you stop altogether. Um, so that what what does that 1% look like? Um, I mean, just I'm trying to find like, you know, how do you quantify that, right? So if you're, I mean, I guess now that I said that out loud, it seems like that if you're going to want to read more, then you would maybe set a timer, right? So it's like, I want to make sure that I read 15 minutes a day, or then I read 20 minutes and you could kind of build that up. Is that true for all of your goals? Do you want to make it, do you want to find out how you, what that 1% looks like? So I think 1% for anything, you just have to pre-decide it and decide it in advance. And um, you know, say I want to read like for 10 minutes a day and not like 30 minutes a day or 10 minutes a day, three times a week or something. But the thing is to plan it out ahead and get that in your schedule. And so that makes that a habit. And then those habits stick. So it definitely takes a little time to have the habits uh, feel like they're less of, um, you know, less difficult. The longer we do things, the better we get at it. And then we just accept it as like, all right, this is what I'm going to do and allowing the discomfort. So a lot of times we're like, I don't really feel like doing that. Well, the goal is to not feel like it and still do it. So you're never going to be super motivated to, oh, let me go to the gym. Like, I can't wait to go to the gym. Um, or maybe not every day you feel like that. I've definitely experienced that lately with the gym thing. So lately, I think it was in December or so, November-ish. December, my husband and I decided to go to decided to go back to the gym. So we initially were like, well, let's go two days a week, right? So we're like, let's make it realistic and measurable. Like two days a week, go Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's it. If we can do more, that's great. Um, but we don't push ourselves to do more. So over the past couple months and weeks, we've been doing that very consistently to the point where now it's in my schedule. That is what I'm doing on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights. And this past week, he was like, I'm not able to make it this time. And in the past, I'd have been like, oh, okay, I'm not feeling it. But I was like, nope, I'm going, I'm doing it anyway. So I definitely think that like, in this case, I've passed in from the, you know, idea phase into the habit phase, because it definitely feels more a part of my schedule now than it did before. So I totally agree with that. I think making it the habit is what kind of begin, it begins to become natural and more comfortable. Yeah. And the power that you just mentioned that you made it your habit, it's nice for your husband to come along and if it's his habit, but if he's not willing to keep that habit, you have to decide why is it that I'm doing this and I'm just going to do this even right. if he doesn't go. Right. So it works. Yeah. <laughs> it works. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then you gain that momentum too. I mean, resolutions are so hard because people take off big, huge pieces and they want to see, you know, uh, change fast. So when change is too slow, then they lose interest. And, um, you know, your brain loves to see that um, dopamine hit of noticing the small gains. So you also have to pat yourself on the back um, when you're going to the gym, like, wow, today was a huge win. So, and yeah, so pat yourself on the back, notice the win today. I went, even though I didn't feel like going. Barbara, what happens if in a situation where somebody might be listening right now and they're like, oh man, I missed January 1st resolutions. And, you know, so you know, listening to this, it might be the end of January or it might even be mid-February. I'm not really sure when we're going to air this one, Lizzie, but um, what happens to the psyche on, you know, for people who, who missed that January 1st mark? Yeah, I really think having that open mind that change can start anytime. If you wait till January and now it's done, I'm doomed for the year, then you'll never get anything um, more in your life than what you currently have. And, you know, our habits can lead to negative things or they can lead to good things like maybe too much TV or video games, or it can lead to good things like reading more or exercising or eating well. So, yeah, change can happen anytime. And even, and then the key thing when you fall sort of off the wagon is to say, what is my compelling reason why I'm doing this? And to then be like, all right, if I still want that result, how do I have to think and feel right now? So let me not beat myself up. And now let me start again, not to be afraid of the quote failing. So when we think it's got to be perfect and it's all or nothing mindset, that is never going to have you feeling even happy. Yep. So get right back up on the horse or on the bike, depending on, you know, what yeah. you like to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. Sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. And then that is never going to propel you forward um, mm -hmm. and to attain new things. So Barbara, I'm just curious, mm -hmm. do you have any New Year's resolutions this year that you'd like to share? I definitely have not been doing resolutions because I'm a fan of the habits, but I have a lot of habits that I try to make into my lifestyle, like such as um, well, my morning coffee and creating office hours. Uh, I love tennis or the treadmill. Um, you know, my, another habit that I've recently, well, probably over the past year is that Wordle. Have you guys ever played Wordle? Yes. New York Times Wordle. I mean, that's like addictive. So fun. Coffee, it you is. only do one a day and then you got to get back to doing something. So yes. Yeah. Oh, those are great. Those are great. Yeah. You know, you can change the number of uh, squares. Oh, you can. So apparently there's, I don't know where my friend found it, but I guess there's, you can do like a four by four, but you can do, you can increase it to make oh. it more hard. So like you can, or harder, <laughs> you can increase <laughs> it to like five by five or six by six or whatever like that. Yeah. Oh, so your word would be four letters or six letters. And yeah. So like you could, yeah, you can, you have to think of like longer words to, to try oh. to fit in the, the thing. Anyway. Yeah. For yeah. anyone interested, check it out. It's, it's a lot of fun. If you like wow. work games. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I love that. And the show Billion. So that's another habit that me and my husband have that we love. a good show. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know one habit I need to incorporate is stretching. So mm, that's a, stretch. that is even really though I play tennis habit. and run in the treadmill, I don't spend a lot of time stretching. So mm -hmm. try to incorporate that habit by my little yoga mat over here on my office floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are those things you try to incorporate daily, like treadmill, like is tennis a 
I don't know, an every other week thing for you? Or like, how do you incorporate that as a habit? Yeah, I'm, um, I play a lot in the summertime here where I live. So then I joined a place just for a couple of months to get some time in over the winter. So it's just, I try to get there at least two times a week. I could play up to four times a week if I could find someone my level to play. So yeah, it's really fun. And then today I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to our gym here where I live and do the treadmill. So again, I don't really feel like doing that, but I listen to some energetic music on my Spotify and and then and normally now since COVID, we have to pre um, book our time, but no one ever goes at like 430. So now I it's not that big of a deal, but it makes you commit like, all right, in the morning, sign up for a 430 appointment and just don't change it. Yeah, it actually like makes it more part of the schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Planning out the schedule is so key. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wanted to mention like to like to figure out what habits you wanted to create like a good question to ask yourself is what do I want so to a lot of us don't ever think about that and if you don't even know what you want then you won't know what opportunities you're looking for and it helps you figure out your compelling reason so to make any new habit if we don't have a compelling reason as to why we want to do it not like our husbands want us to exercise more or whatever um then when things get tough, then you tend to throw in the towel. So think of a compelling reason as your reason for doing, um, you know, this certain habit. And then also too, like, I love the idea of uh, reading about the subconscious mind that it runs 95% of what we do. So if we're not aware of all these little habits, then, then we just can't change them if we're not even focused. Like think about just I don't know, going upstairs for lunch and naturally just grabbing like chocolate or a cookie. And you're not even aware that you're doing that. So that is just an example of a habit. So awareness helps you decide, do I want to keep that habit or not? Subconscious mind. Yes. What I was that? that? 96%? 95%. 95%. Yeah, what we do. Yep. It's run by that um, subconscious mind. So like when we're babies, we observe the world and we have a lot. That's where our deep beliefs come from. Like our quote truths of life that they're like babies observe the world. And then they just make rules about, Oh, this is how this is done. So, and that creates our beliefs. So sometimes as, uh, or often as we get older, and if you start noticing your habits and what results you're creating, and even just some just general thought awareness, and that's what I help clients with is like uncover those deep beliefs that are going to keep you stuck that you don't even know you have. Hmm. Barbara, I do have a follow-up question on that. So yeah. just in terms of, you know, exercise and things like that, like I grew up in a family that we did not, um, and maybe it was more generational, but, you know, my family was very active because of the jobs that they had. They were not, you know, gym seekers or they didn't go to the gym at night because there was no time for that. And, they were exhausted, honestly. So, you know, uh, my brother and I grew up, you know, recognizing that our parents were quite active and, um, but we didn't have that, you know, it wasn't something that was taught to us all the time. Do you think that that matters, you know, just in terms of healthy habits? Um, you know, does your upbringing matter? And if so, like, how do you overcome, you know, these, you know, lack of inspirational, initiatives, you know, from your childhood. 
Yeah. I mean, definitely how you're observing how your family and your parents, that can either be a positive thing or then if they never exercise, then sometimes the kids are like, well, I need to exercise. They never do. Or then they learn to just never exercise. And a lot of times as you get older and you go to, especially up by high school, if you play sports and that's giving you some activity and, uh, you know, certainly going to college, sometimes we change like all of a sudden you're observe you're, you're living among all these different types of upbringings and habits that people have so then you can share and learn like oh wow like I didn't know about doing that or I never thought about that and then you're with people who have different habits so um yeah so you can certainly when you're young um what your parents do or who's ever caring for you do can really have a big impact on you. I do like that. The idea though, of um, what you just said about college students, because even my own daughter, she was very, very athletic and didn't ever have to exercise. And she's, I mean, she, for fitness wise, um, you know, she looks very fit, but she has friends now who go to the gym regularly and she doesn't play sports anymore. You know, at college, she's very focused on, you know, um, her academics. So that's one thing that she, she did, um, she has for some gym clothes, which I think she's more interested in the little outfits than she is in the actual application of, you know, weightlifting and all that other good stuff that goes with it. But yeah, half the battle so is be it. putting them on <laughs> and then maybe going to hang out with their friends. That's uh, right. Yeah. I know when I first started work at the federal reserve in Boston, they just happen to have a gym and a work, you know, a, a facility to change and, uh, you know, take a quick shower before you go back to work. So that became my habit. I think I went four, maybe five, five times a week. Like it was just something that we did. And then we just ate lunch quickly at our desk. But it was a habit that was so easy because the Fed had an instructor there that taught aerobics at lunch hours and they had bikes. I mean, it was really great place wow. to work. So yeah. And they had great cafeteria too. So if you didn't go to the gym and you sat in the cafeteria and ate for an hour, like of all the good foods that you, you could purchase, then that could be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so I would think too, like, you know, Lizzie alluded to the fact, like, you know, she works out, um, she and her husband go to the gym, but how important is that to find that friendship that's going to come along and support, you know, whatever your next healthy habit is going to be? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, let's see, accountability partners, that can be quite helpful. Um, I do think it's good for you each to have your own, like, drive, like, I really want to do this. So then you don't have an accountability partner that's going to, like, throw in the towel, like, a month later, like, this is just too difficult, or I'm too tired every single night when you're supposed to go. Um, so it's nice to have someone, but it's really just trying to come up with your own compelling reason and figure out a way to make it happen. And then you're assured to incorporate that habit. Yeah, no, that's a good point too, because some people could be a crutch, really, when you think about it, right? So that accountability partner has to be, um, you know, reliable. Yeah, and similar goals. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Well, I think we're, ac we're actually at uh, like a 15, 20 minute mark. So we're gonna take a quick break. And then we'll be back after a quick word from our sponsor. If this is the year you're ready to buy your first home, make sure you've got the best team of mortgage experts on your side. Triangle's mortgage team will work with you to get the financing you need when you're ready to purchase that home you've worked so hard to find. 
Our experienced originators guide you through the financing process so you can face the home buying journey with confidence. It's finally time to purchase that dream home. Do it with the mortgage team at Triangle Credit Union. Visit trianglecu.org to check our current rates and to schedule an appointment with one of our mortgage originators. NMLS number 528721, Equal Housing Opportunity. Federally insured by NCUA, certain restrictions may apply. See website for details. And we're back. So, Barbara, um, we're just talking New Year's resolutions or habits, rather, um, particularly surrounding the gym. It seems to always come around exercising. <laughs> um but it can apply to anything. It can apply to like, you know, life plans, relationship plans, anything such. Um, but okay. So what, what are some tips that um, you want to provide listeners about making like the right kinds of, I'll say resolutions, but habits really? Uh, yeah. So I mentioned a minute ago that answering that question, what do I want? So you have to figure out what is like, do I want to be healthy? Do I want to gain 10 pounds or you know, just, or do I want to read more? Um, or, you know, just whatever you want in life, like identifying that first will help guide you to making that, that better habit that's, um, that you need to do in order to get what you want. Um, and then even noticing what you're committed to now. So it's just something that you've chosen. Like we talked about a minute ago, the subconscious mind runs 95% of what we do. So when you're not even aware of all the little habits that you already have, just kind of take an awareness check and just, and without judgment, just notice, you know, what you're currently doing and if decide if change is needed, but certainly figuring out what, um, just what's important to you. So then you can incorporate that into your life little by little. Yeah. How often do you think people should do like accountability checks? It, should it be like when they start to feel like they're losing momentum and then just like reevaluate what they're what they're feeling and why and whether or not that's enough to carry them through? Yeah. Or yeah. To- I love that. Uh, why they're feeling that way and what's what's the thought that's causing that? So that's where that sort of that's the sort of the coaching model of like, why are you uh, feeling a certain way? And what is that thought? And is it like just a self-defeating thought that keeping you down or just that you've lost some of your uh, momentum or possibility that change can happen. Um, Yeah. And just noticing if you're messing up, like what, how are you reacting to that? Because you're never going to reach a goal if you mess up and then you beat yourself up and talk negatively to yourself. And then you're just like, yeah, let me just keep the status quo because it's too difficult to change. One, one thing that I wanted to share, I'm kind of sitting here and about, I'm about to like, you know, start laughing a little bit, but uh, one of my new year's resolutions, AKA habits um, was to be nicer to my husband and kinder. Actually, I wanted to be kinder to my husband. So I can just envision him now saying like accountability check. accountability check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He throws it up like a flag. You he's going to be my accountability partner. Cause you know, ultimately at the end he wins. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. And mm. I, I just love that just general awareness. So it helps keep us on track. And yeah. then he can just give you that eye. Like, Hmm, I thought you're supposed to be kinder to me. Like, right. Right. And words don't even have to be said. He'll just look at you and you're like, oh, that was not very nice to not appreciate you or whatever. <laughs> right. Right. 
So how I, I just I'm thinking about like, you know, starting habits and making these changes in our lives. And one thing that comes to mind is how complicated life can get sometimes and things that happen that are unplanned or out of our control or maybe things just get busy. How do you recommend we stay on task? Like at what level do our habits remain high on our priority list and how do we battle the the the, just the challenges of life you know when it comes to them competing for our these changes that we're trying to make for ourselves yeah um so that's pretty much what coaching is all about is thought management and like life is complicated that's a really loaded thought because it's never going to make you feel good um so just looking at the way you're looking at things in your life and um, in, look at them as more neutral and notice, then you observe life and then you that creates a thought and then that creates that feeling. So the way we think is going to drive the way we feel and the way we feel drives what we do or don't do. So if you're thinking that this new thing that you want to do, like whatever this new habit is, um, if it, it just kind of ask yourself, well, what am I thinking of about this and why am I thinking that way? But it's, yeah, the thoughts and feelings really drive everything. And then what we do or don't do creates what we get in our life, like our results. So yeah. we can always make changes. We just have to look at how we're looking at our situation a little differently, or then, you know, certainly change is necessary sometimes, but looking at it and understanding why we're looking to make that change first helps. Yeah. What about when things like um, not? I mean, not to keep coming back to like, say, exercising, but I mean, if you are making a resolution or changing your habits, right, to be more active, say you go on vacation for a week and you come back. Now, I know in my personal experience in the past, that was one of the best ways to derail my plan was just a break in the routine. So how do you recommend people keep their focus when they've when they have to shift back into a regular routine again? Yeah, that's definitely quite common when you go away and then now all of a sudden you're back to getting up early, having to go to work and you just decide, all right, I like going to work because I like earning money. So that's not an option. And I can't really sleep till nine if I'm to keep this job. So it's just kind of, you know, with a little planning, maybe not getting back Sunday night at 10, if you know you need a little downtime before you need to get back to your schedule, but setting yourself up for success by planning ahead. Yeah. And then noticing what, you know, that you have that job and you like to earn money. So that should yeah. give you a little bit of motivation. There was a great example in coaching that you talked, used to talk about, oh, I hate paying my car payment, but I like driving my car. So then you're choosing to pay that car payment because you're Mm -hmm. choosing to have a car. You don't have to have a car. You can figure out something else. So when you put it in that perspective, it just kind of gives you, you know, just stop arguing with reality or realizing that you really do have a choice. Yeah. It's like revisit the reasons why you're making these decisions. Yes. And think about them. Like you said, according to the coaching, think about them in the positive way, the way that they're benefiting you. Right. Yeah. A book that I just bought on Kindle is uh, called The Gap, uh, The Gap in the Game. 
And that's a great book. And I've only kind of thumbed through it, but it all talks about how are you in the gap? Are you in the gain? Are you only looking at what you don't have? Or can you get in the gain and realize what you do have? And how it talks about those nice little picture about this ideal you. And it went from like the bottom all the way up to the ideal. But when you're in the gain part, you're at the bottom and then you realize where you've come and you're not looking to get to that ideal because really that ideal half the time is never attainable and you need to approach that in bite-sized pieces. So that's again, where the habits all come in and the way you choose to look at things that really affects how you, how you feel all day, every day. The gap and the gain. Yes. The gap and the gap. Okay. Yeah. I think it's just gap and the gain. Oh, gap and the gain. Okay. We'll share a link to that in the show notes so people can check it out. Yeah. Sounds like there's another book to add to my reading list. Yes. And Atomic Habits. I know people oh, that's know a good about one. that book. Yes. And that is, yeah, it's just a great book. I love reading self-help books because it just helps empower you. So, oh, yeah. and, you know, life can feel difficult if you have thoughts that life is difficult and I can't get ahead and whatever. And you're never going to get ahead with thinking that way. So yeah. find the little joys in life. I always like to say life's 50-50 and, you know, it's so easy to focus on all that's going wrong, but we have to give equal airtime to what is also going correct. So that's gap in the game will help with that process. Okay. So Barbara, like what are your thoughts on journaling or um, other ways, uh, calendars, schedules, you know, to keep people focused on these mindsets? Do you use any of these tactics yourself or do you recommend any? Yeah, I definitely create a schedule for myself because especially working from home, there's a lot of downtime. So if you don't have self-discipline, then you don't get, you know, you don't reach any goals that you're setting. Um, And I love Google Calendar too. So that's, if you know, just certain appointments, you can just put them in there. The key for anyone is no matter how you keep track of your, your schedule is to plan it out. So things like exercise or reading, all those little habits, if you don't book those into your calendar, then they certainly never happen. And I also like to start with start my day with the harder things first, things that I don't really feel like doing, because when you get up, you just kind of like just hit the ground running and let me just focus. Oh, another cool thing I just learned about was the Pomodoro, uh, Pomodoro, yeah, Pomodoro um, technique. And that's about taking um, a task and doing it for 25 minutes and then having without any distractions. So put the phone away and this works great for kids. Like here, I know you want to talk to your friends all night long. So focus for 25 minutes and then give them like a five or 10 minute break. And then you do the 25 minutes again, and you could do that multiple times and then have a longer break. But that's something that's very effective to help you stay on task. But if you don't plan it out, then it just never happens. Yeah you'll always be waiting for when you're feeling like it or the motivation strikes and it doesn't always strike. Sometimes right. you're just not feeling it <laughs> Yeah, for that. It'll never come. Yeah. And yeah. with coaching, we always say motivation begins with your thoughts. Like there is no magic motivation that just all of a sudden comes upon you. It's that you thought a different thought that then got you motivated to do it. Yeah. Huh. I read a book called um, the, I think the war of art. It's the opposite of the, the art, art of war. Yeah. The war of art. And um, it's it's a really good book for anyone who's interested, who's interested in this kind of stuff, who's maybe pursuing pursuing writing a book or some big project in their life. But one of the things he talked about in the book that stood out to me was that 
when you know you have to do something, you I know this sounds cliche, but it's like, just do it. And he was basically saying, like, don't wait until you feel motivated or you feel like you have the inspiration because it won't really come and it won't come. It may come occasionally, but not when you want it to. So he was like he was saying, I'm working on writing my own book. So there were times he's he's like, I had to set aside a chunk of time in my day and I had to just sit down at my typewriter and just type. He's like, it didn't matter if what I was typing was even good or if it would even make it into the final the piece but at least I did something. And so he said that process started the habits that get you progressing towards your goal. In this case, towards your goal. In his case, it was his book. So um, it's just going back to a lot of those practical things of setting aside time, being intentional about it and not just like, you know, waiting around or, you know, you've got to take charge of your time, I guess. Yeah, and you just used the word decisions. And that's another key thing is to get better at making decisions. So just deciding. And you don't have to decide for a year. Um, so decide that you're going to do whatever it is, like this week, or even making decisions to make changes. Like, nope, this is what I'm going to do. And then stop thinking about it until you, that timing comes up. But yeah, getting better at making decisions just makes your life so much more efficient. So, and again, thought awareness, you can just see how some days you just like can't seem to make any decisions and you're not very productive. So you're like, all right, let me just decide. Even simple things like what's for dinner. I'm like, all right, who cares? Just decide. A or B. Just and pick something, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Mm-hmm. That's one of my uh, the little habits I have to change. I have to be more decisive for sure. Yeah. 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 And if you're trying to have a good eating protocol or a drinking protocol, you do have to decide ahead and plan, like set yourself up for success. Don't need to have to go to the supermarket every single day. Right. Well, actually, it's funny you bring that one into it because that's one of the other things that I've been trying is I was like, OK, I'm going to try to do the lower carb diet thing this year. And and not for the whole year. I was like, I'm just going to try it for two weeks. So I because I knew that if I were to try to start something, you know, months in the future, I'm eventually likely not going to continue it. But um, I didn't know where to start. So I was kind of just like, I don't know, maybe this, maybe that until I watched a video on YouTube and this guy broke down, get this, this, this and this. And I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to go there and I'm going to get this, this and this. And then I decided that this is what I'm going to have instead of doing this whole maybe I feel like eating this for breakfast It's like, no, this is what what you're going to eat for breakfast. And then this is what you're going to eat for lunch. So it really helped me make a decision to, you know what, don't worry about, maybe I'm not feeling like I want to eat that. It's like, no, this is what you're going to eat. And it's just made it so much easier because it, it's like, I don't have to sit there and worry or wonder. It's like, nope, this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even the two week thing, uh, you know, sometimes it takes a little time to get over that uncomfortable hump, but making a decision to just give it a fit, you know, how maybe at least two weeks because, yeah, you know, it takes time just to get, um, you know, just to form that new habit. And then that habit becomes much easier, but you almost have to get over that threshold of difficulty and then it becomes not a big deal. Right. Yeah. Because I won't have to relearn, like I'll know what I'm doing going into the next week ahead of time, as opposed to trying something new every week, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then deciding like quantifying what carbs are and how many, you know, are you saying none whatsoever or like less, 
So that's another for me example. just less. Yeah, exactly. no, yeah, no, not no for no, not no for me, but like I've right. picked the particular things I'm going to eat for breakfast and then the particular things I'm going to eat for lunch. And so I know when I go to the grocery store every week, I'm buying these specific items. I don't like hem and haw, like maybe I should try this or that. It's like, no, I'm buying these items, you know? Right. And so that's a great habit of setting yourself up for success. Not saying I'm going to have no carbs, make it reasonable, something that you can actually do, you know, right. it's easy to think of all these things. And then when we actually need to go do them, it's just not very uh, possible. <laughs> You're seeing cookies everywhere and cake and all these other kinds of things. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And <laughs> learn to not use willpower. Yeah. So all these habits, yeah. things like it's just, you have to accept a little discomfort. Otherwise change is never possible. So you can do hard things that they always used to say in coaching and uh, yeah, make the commitment and really deciding why you want to do this. Yeah. I wanted to say too, I love the idea of starting my day with like five key things to accomplish and that gives you direction too. So that's right up there with like writing on your calendar, but um, having a process in the morning, like, all right, what are the five things I really want to work on today? And I used to think those should be like 10, like, oh, only five things that seems so little, but believe me, a lot of other stuff comes into the day. And if you don't think about the key things that you have to do, then they fall by the wayside because then all that instant gratification comes in or the phone calls that this only take a second. Let me just do this. So it just helps give you that focus. So then you can have that plan that you're looking for and then figuring out a way to uh, implement that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot, Barbara, because I even for myself, like I have a note on my phone and it was I break it down like uh, things to do today, things to do today to uh, tomorrow. And then, you know, then I move some things like into next week or whatever. But so often I'll have so many things on the today list that um, I just end up moving them down anyway. And it can be very just frustrating to the point, you know, where it's like, I'll never get this done. So I love the fact that, you know, you do limit your goals for the day or, you know, the things that you need to do mm. because there yeah. are a lot of life, life interruptions, you know? Right. And make those, uh, plan for those interruptions. Like if you're working from home and you have children, or even if you're working and you have children and you have to know that you have to go get them, that create that interruption time. So don't pack your calendar so tight that you then beat yourself up. Like, I'm going to get all these things done today. Well, is it even possible to get all those things done? So, and you could pick the big items and then just put them into the different days of the week. All right, I'm going to put this off. I know this needs to be done, but I can't do everything today. So let me put this in, you know, a future day. And then that will just help it stay more manageable and just, and then learn how to do what's on your calendar, which is always, a, you know, interesting. Yeah, that's a key skill to learn. <laughs> so true. Time management. Yes, yes, yeah. And another key thing to making habits stick is embodying your your future self. So if you want to be a person, again, with weight, this is so easy to show this example. If you want to be a thinner version of you, well, how do you have to be today? Um, what do you have to do today in order to get that? future result. You've got to, got to embody a person who weighs less and does the things that needs to be done 
in order to get that result. So we did a podcast, uh, I forget what number it was, like 46-ish or something, uh, thinking and being, something like that. Yeah, like being that person ahead of time. Yes, that, yeah, that one. I'm like, yes, I'm trying to remember. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So that is so key because we often wait until we have a result to then be, oh, now I'm a person who weighs less. But you'll never get those goals if you don't learn how to be that person now. Hmm. Yeah, and yeah. studying. Yeah, that was another example I'd use. Like you can't be a great student if you don't study today. So you want to go to college? Well, what does it take? person who gets to college has studied and applied themselves in high school. Yeah. Visualization, right? Visualization techniques. Yeah. Sort of like picturing well, yourself being that person doing the things. But actually doing. So it's not just, I mean, visualization helps, but like, so for weight loss, like if, in, in order to be a lighter version of you, you have to take action today. So you, you have to be careful mm. what you're eating and create that food plan and live like that thinner version of you now. So then you're making okay. choices. Yeah. Got it. We have done the rapid fire with Barbara before. So just to change it up a little bit, I do have some questions, Barb, that um, I wanted to ask you. So they're not this or that. They're legitimate like questions. So uh, your favorite restaurant? Uh, let's see. Where would that be? Um, God, we have so many that we go to. But we tend to go to East Bay Grill a lot here in Plymouth. Okay. All right. Your favorite book? I love anything self-help. So the old book, uh, Think and Grow Rich, which I always have on my desk, that was written mm -hmm. in 1937. That was like that original secret book. Um, yeah, I just love anything self-help because I never find the time to read like a fiction books. I always feel like I have so much other stuff I have to learn and you know, <laughs> it'll help my business. Um, but yeah, I do. I do like to read on my Kindle these days. Okay, good. Um, your favorite holiday? I think Thanksgiving, that yeah. or Fourth of July. Either I love the warm weather and cookouts outside. Oh yeah, that's oh, a good, good one too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all I've got. The you know I just wanted nice. to just into inquiring minds want to know. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Barbara, for joining us. So I'm just going to go down like a quick list of like a summary, right? So for a new year and a new you, um, you want to create habits more so than choosing a resolution. Um, so create new habits, but make them small, right? Smaller habits, yep. not too big. Right. Um, to change, uh, another thing, change can start anytime. Doesn't have to mm -hmm. be on Jan at January. Um, can be anytime you're ready for it. Mm -hmm. um, do awareness checks occasionally to make sure that you're on track. What do you need to keep, to keep running yourself, going along, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, Give yourself five key things to accomplish every day. Mm -hmm. Stay on top of your habits and then embody your future self. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And plan ahead. I think I forget if you said that in that list, but yeah, planning and incorporating things into your calendar. And then the other one was allow discomfort. So your brain is never going to want, it's always going to talk you out of like, we well, don't really need to go to the gym. Today doesn't matter. It's raining. Like I can't walk it's too cold out. You just have to decide, yeah. well, I won't die if I walk in the cold. So let me <laughs> yeah. get out there and do it. <laughs> right. No negative. Well, uh, okay. A little, a little caveat to that is that you, you could die if you just make sure that you're not exposed <laughs> to the elements and like, yeah. especially in new England on a sort of like wet snowy day, but mm -hmm. just make sure that you're dressed appropriately. Right. <laughs> 
right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you again, Barbara. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it was a great guest. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Thank you. Happy New Year, Barbara. I know. Happy New Year and get to those habits. That's right. That wraps up this episode of the Making Money Personal Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, we would love to hear from you. Email your thoughts about this show or any other ideas at tcupodcast at trianglecu.org. Thank you to all of our subscribers. And if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any new episodes or money tips. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Thank you.